just brutal. Hello and welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of the Dynasty League, one of many leagues that counts. I'm your host, Dan Belinke, riding solo today. I've been abandoned by my partner in crime, Devin Rambo. He's apparently still, still sore, uh, you know, emotionally speaking, not just the chap in his ass um, when I declared his ass mine last week and ripped him from pillar to post for about 15 minutes. It was a fantastic episode, so go back and listen to it if you have the time. That's not only why I say brutal, I also say brutal because it was one of the worst one of the absolute worst weekends in NFL fantasy history as long as I've been participating in fantasy weekends that I can remember for losing stud talent. I have Saquon in one league and it's done. It is so terrible. Saquon, McCaffrey, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, George Kittle, Jimmy Garoppolo, Cortland Sutton, Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert. I mean, this is just off the top of my head. And there's more, there's more, and there's going to be more beyond that. Absolutely brutal. And you know what? The podcast is a little late. Uh, not, not looking good. Already late for week two. But I really wanted to see, because of all these injuries, what sorts of surprises we'd find pop on the waiver wire. So I wanted to record after waivers had processed Thursday. And you know what? Honestly, I've just been down on the podcast. Back in the day, the old days, the old league, which one day we will do an expose on the old league and how it became the new Sha Dynasty that we all know and love. Um, in that league, there used to be a newsletter called The Scoop, right? And then we had some participants who told me, look, Dan, reading is hard for us. A five-page newsletter is not doing me any favors. I'm just not reading it anymore. I'm sorry. So I decided to take things into the 21st century and, and found uh, Scoop FM Studios, you know, the production company that posts Scoop FM. Um, and in spite of having 700 total downloads, yeah! How do we even have that? This is made for nine people. That's too many. Anyway, we don't have 70 episodes. That's for goddamn sure. So we don't know who's listening out there, but we thank you for coming along the ride. Um, we will be getting advertising soon here, not just the fucking pre-read bullshit they put on that I don't get any money off of. We'll be putting my own ads in here, and we'll be really rolling in the dough. But, you know, I just talked to one of our fellow members Nate Higgins, who is one of the people who said, you know, he couldn't he couldn't tolerate reading a newsletter every week. It was it was too much of a commitment for him to uh, scroll through three pages. So I said, you know what, Nate, do you a big favor? I'll make it in podcast form. The kid loves podcasts, and this is what he tells me. He says, you know, Dan, I actually um, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a visual guy, so I prefer podcasts that are simulcast on YouTube, and if they're not, I don't listen to them. What the fuck? <laughs> what what the fuck? The podcast, the the literally like the the fucking value statement for the medium is listen to it on the go. Listen to it while you do chores around the house, while you're driving, during your commute, on the train, you know, sucking a dick, whatever. And this kid says he won't watch, he won't listen to it unless I put out a YouTube version. I said, "Nate, I'm sitting alone in my room and Devin's in another corner staring at me. There's nothing to see." Just listen to it. You can listen to it at double speed, be over in half the time, and move on. And he still refuses. So 
if you're so inclined, you know, drop Nate a line. Ask him, numbers, number one, why does he hate me? Two, why does he continue to disappoint me? Three, why doesn't he like the podcast? Or better yet, ask him, what's his favorite part of the show? Let's see if he even knows what the theme song sounds like, that fucking asshole. Anyways, brutal weekend, and I just, oh man, I was so close to sending off my entire team to the moon, because there was one point on Sunday when I was projected to score like 90, which is, you know, that's in uh that's in bottom feeder territory. I I don't I the Bortle baby does not scoop down that far, okay? Despite being short in stature, we are always reaching for the good snacks in the top cabinet. We're not eating off the floor like those bottom feeders, but I I'm I'm turning around big time. After these injuries, it is truly truly anybody's year. I think the power dynamics in this league, maybe it's just for one year, have been tilted so dramatically. The top six, the championship, and the eventual victor holding the crown will be completely un- unpredictable, unsubstantiated, unconscionable, something that no one could ever imagine. And I am fucking here for it. So despite, you know, losing tons of good players and making bad trades and, you know, I'm still in this. You're still in this. We're all still in this. So don't give up. And we'll get to that in the uh, in the matchup, in the standings talk. But let's just go right into that, uh, those waiver ads, because that's the interesting thing that we, you know, we, we got to talk about here. So actually, I'd like to just, if, you, if you'd humor me, let's go back to the previous week's waiver ads and just see how those have played out. I cannot recall if we spoke on these. So the highest bid, of course, was Drew, who grabbed Naeem Hines for $40, beating out Devin's $32. Wait a second. I literally sent a text. I said, just wait until Devin tells you how confident he is in Jonathan Taylor, but then drops $64 in fab um, on Naeem Hines. Now, of course, he dropped half that, but but still. Um, Billy dropped, uh, bid $22 on Naeem Hines. I bid 12 Matt bid 6 Nate bid 6 um, Nick bid 1 Yeah, that might be one of the most contested ads of all time. And through one week, that's turned out to be a, a whole lot of nothing. I think he got about three snaps in a game that Marlon Mack was out. So not good. Uh, the next highest grab was I grabbed Scotty Miller for $15. See, don't you see Chris Godwin was going to be inactive. And I thought, oh, everybody's hot on this guy. Matthew Barry's fucking talking him up. And, you know, he's the little white slot receiver. Here we go. Here's our Edelman. Edelman. Here's our Welker. And I got I to gotta get this guy. Can't let him slip me by and fucking nothing. Bup kiss. He stinks. I, I keep falling to this. Every year, some bullshit undrafted free agent. Oh, Jacoby Myers. Oh, Scotty Miller. Brady's number one favorite target. Never materializes. Not falling for that again. Bullshit. Uh, Bill got Russell. And that was a whiff, by the way. No one else bid a dollar. So that, that's definitely whiff of the week. Um, Bill bid $11 on Russell Gage. He beat out Nate for $3. Um, I, I think continuing to be a good pickup, uh, despite not having a huge week uh, last week. But... With Julio potentially out, you know, liking that quite a lot. I added Peyton Barber for $8, also with, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I just assumed everybody would be slinging dollars, but uh, apparently nobody was. Um, Nate got the Saints defense for six, beating out um, Nick's $3 bid. Uh, He also got Marquez Valdez scantling for $3. Could be interesting with uh, Devontae Adams out. And that's about all the interesting ones. Oh, wait. 
Nick grabbed Jordan Love for a dollar off of waivers? I didn't even see that fucking Dave dropped him. He dropped his third or fourth round pick. Now that's going to be quite big because Nate is in QB trouble. And hey, he can afford maybe next year. Look, you, you say what you will. Tannehill's still starting. Wilson's still starting. Uh, maybe next year Jameis gets a job again. He's back on the board. You're beyond that. Jordan Love on the board. So nice move, Nate. Nice, nice move. Now on to this week. Now here is where I thought the real money would be coming out. I could have sworn that Mike Davis, I said to myself, if fucking Naeem Hines goes for 40 Mike Davis has to go for $64. He went for 41 41 And he went to Dave Wiley. He beat out Matt, who has Christian McCaffrey, who also bid 41 How fucking perfect is that? Dave, I applaud you. Congratulations. Yes! Yes! Yeah, you earned that one. I mean, how did you know? And it's only because your team sucked through the first week that you were able to get him because you were lower on the tide waiver priority. Fucking incredible. Beating out Bob's $38, so close. Eric's $35, so close. Drew's $33, not good enough. Nick's $3. Nick. <laughs> Nick, we talked about this, buddy. <laughs> when someone's going to be a starting running back for four to six weeks, if you're going to put in a dollar, like, hey, maybe no one else heard about this. <laughs> it's not going to work. Don't even bother. Uh, regardless, if we're moving on, so that's that's how the... The, uh, the sweepstakes for Mike Davis went. Notable other running backs that are, you know, maybe now poised to make an impact due to injury are Devonta Freeman, you know, because Saquon will be out for the entire year, recently signed by the Giants, uh, and picked up by Bob a week after Matt dropped him prior to, or right after the draft. But, I mean, I don't know. Bob, haven't you been b- burned before by this? I mean, oh, LaShawn McCoy signed. Devonta Freeman signed, Gronk signed. I mean, we've kind of seen this play out before. AJ Green's healthy again. It's like, at a certain point, I don't know, maybe this will come back to bite me. I just see Devonta Freeman in a timeshare behind maybe the worst O-line in the league. Uh, I think they'll be passing a lot. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like running back 25 throughout the year? I mean, that's worth something. But anyways... Then Bob grabbed Dalton Schultz, starting tight end for the Dallas Cowboys, given that Blake Jarwin, big sleeper candidate, went down after a nice week one. But that was, oh, nope. Nick put in a $0 bid. Interesting. Okay, so almost a whiff, but he could have, you know, bid a dollar and and gotten him as well. Um, Bob also put out money, $21 for Jeff Driscoll, beating out me and Nick's $5 bids. And I'm surprised there wasn't more money that way. Jeff Driscoll is not a guy you want to start. Um, He had a fantastic game against the Bears on Thanksgiving uh, this past year. and Or wait, was that Blau? It was Blau versus Driscoll. I think Blau had the good game. But Driscoll has shown athleticism. He's quicker than you think, which is a statement reserved for white guys. But he is decent scrambling. And you saw he he had some movement and, and not great ball placement, but decent against the Broncos, and hey, quarterbacks are always worth something. So $21, I think, well worth it. Eric got Dion Lewis for $15, beating out Nick's $3 bid. Um, again, not really interested in the whole backfield, but anything Eric can do to try to get some running back help is huge. Now, here's the big thing. I, all week, had like $12 placed on KJ Hamler. 
Now, Bob bid $7, but because he was successful in nabbing Schultz and Driscoll, he didn't have room for Hamler. So I got to scoop him at $4, beating out uh, Billy's $3, and that was it. And shame on you all. This is a third-round pick out of Penn State. Speedy guy. He got like eight targets once Cortland Sutton was out. So I think that presents a big opportunity. I'm excited about that. Um, Devin added the Bucks defense for $5, beating out, oh, Nick's $5 bid. This got to be the first time that Nick's ever been in a position where he lost the waiver priority and Bob's $0 bid. Wow. Good for you. Um, okay. Anything else interesting here? Um, Bob put a bid on Darnell Mooney. Uh, I think that's a that's a decent pick, but he was already stocked out. I got Jeff Wilson for $3. That was a whiff, but, you know, who the hell knows with the 49ers? It could happen. Um, anything could happen when you think about it. Nick grabbed Nick Mullins for a dollar. Everything, okay, I just got to go back to our man. It's so insane to me that two the two quarterbacks taken this week were Nick Mullins and Jeff Driscoll. Haven't we played this game last year and the year prior? Why does this keep happening? I'm going to go to my main correspondent um, out in the field, Russ Cole, and ask him what his thoughts are on that. Why should I live in history, huh? I don't want to know anything anymore. This is a world where nothing is solved. Someone once told me time is a flat circle. If everything we've ever done or will do, we're going to do over and over and over again. Okay, thank you, Russ. Um, other than that, the only other interesting pick is that Nick got Drew Sample, second-round tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals um, for $0, and I like that quite a lot. It could prove to be a, a big target for uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Burrow over there. All right, well, let's get right into it. Let's let's highlight the match of the week, first of all. Me versus Matt. And I am just fucking snake-bitten against this guy. I can never win. Um, I didn't have a great week, actually. I mean, I was right on the edge of medium score in the, in the league. Um, but I lost 146 to 131. Um... My my flex positions were just a nightmare. I mean, I had, and this is why I was tilting. I had Le'Veon carry on. Sorry, Le'Veon, Kenny Galladay, Debo, and Chris Godwin all out. Uh, I had fucking carry on get a touchdown for no goddamn reason. I mean, it was just it was just a heaping pile of bullshit. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm starting Snell, who literally had negative two points. Antonio Gibson, Lavisca Chenault, Scotty Miller, fuck. Somebody stop me. Anyways, I mean, yeah, I could have won this game if I had played Gasicki over Andrews or him over Snell or flexed him in. You know, if I had put in Joshua Kelly over a couple guys a little more, I could have got there, but that's okay. I just can't beat Matt for whatever fucking reason. I mean, it's all right. As long as someone else takes him out in the championship, I'll be there to scoop it up. Or not in the championship. That was a Freudian slip in the other round. You know what I mean. So, I mean, Lamar Jackson kind of underperformed. Joe Mixon, uh, their, their O-line just looks terrible, but I'm holding steady. Zeke had a pretty good game. Same with Ty Lockett. Like I said, Scotty Miller, bust. Benny Snell, fucking terrible, whatever. And literally Cam Newton, if it weren't for that heroic performance, I would have scored like 90 points. So thank you, Cam. You might be the only thing keeping me in contention this year. 
Uh, on Matt's side, Josh Allen, a huge game against Miami. I know everyone's ready to crown Josh Allen and and um, de- you know sh- shoot down all the people that have talked shit on him. I'm one of those people, and I'm sticking by it. Fuck it. it it's 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 the Dolphins and the Jets. Chill the fuck out. Let's give him some competition and see how the kid does. Um, Chris Carson with some nice points. McCaffrey still scoring a lot despite going out in that game. Is that right? That's that's nutty. Um, and other than that, yeah, I mean, this is sol- another solid game from Kyler Murray who's looking real tough this year, real tough. And Justin Herbert got his first start and looked damn good, so that is good for Matt. And fucking Chase Claypool with a second good week. Oh, God. Fucking fuck. Why does Matt have Chase Claypool and Juju? I swear, his whole thing is just like negging the rest of the league. It's like... Okay, Steelers fans, I got both your fucking exciting receivers. Oh, I got all the quarterbacks come to me. Whatever. Um, anyways, let's go on to the next uh, game. So Nate beat Drew 147 to 77.66. Yes, Drew had a 78-point game, and he's still third place in the bullshit division. <laughs> God, Nate held it down. The good team division is 2-0 against the bullshit. Let's go. Let's keep this train rolling, baby. Good times. All right, for Nate, it was all about Russ Wilson. They're letting him cook, and it's looking delicious, mighty delicious, making up for the deficiencies felt by Todd Gurley's, uh, I don't know, he just don't look good at all. Raheem Mostert went out, but a big early touchdown run saved his day. Mike Evans enjoying the field without uh, Chris Godwin. That will not last. Um, and anything else, and Tannehill having a good game, and fucking Young Ho Koo, 17 points, anyways, this whole thing, I can't believe it, I just, you know, I had a vision in my mind, you know, Tannehill, be average, Leonard Fournette, it'll be on and off, you won't know when to start him, but be average, you get a first and a third round pick, and I was thinking of my team, oh, I'm not looking too hot this year, I don't think, I think things are going south for me, I, I jumped on the deal, god damn it, if I waited one more week, one more fucking week, because Tannehill is looking just as good as he was last year, just as efficient, even without A.J. Brown, which is fucking awesome. And Leonard Fournette, now I do want to discredit this a bit. Leonard Fournette had a 24-point game, but he also had a 60-yard touchdown in the fourth quarter when they were icing out the game against the worst run defense in the league, the Carolina Panthers, when they were completely gassed and they let him break loose for a 60-yard touchdown. So just take his points there and shoot him by half. And I mean, 12 points outside of that, I mean, that's that's awesome in itself. And that's still a good game, but I'm just saying, let's not expect that every week. Now, on the other hand, he does get to play the Panthers again, so that's pretty cool. Uh, good for him. Um, yeah, Miles Gaskin had a nice game. That was a great pickup for Nate. And uh, anything else I want to touch on here? And Daryl Henderson. How about that? How about that? Funny story. He texted Dave and said, hey, I'll give you Daryl Henderson for a third rounder next year, you know? Get a little insurance on Cam Akers. And Dave said, honestly, I think Daryl Henderson is the worst out of that backfield, and I want no part of him. Then he sent Nate a text after that game and said, oh, I fucked this one up, huh? Yep. Um, On Drew's side, you live and you die 
by the fucking Minnesota Vikings. Staring at you from across the screen is Ryan Tannehill with 27 points, four touchdowns, and a win against the Jags. Your starting quarterback for your Tennessee Titans, and you could have had him. But you went with Kirk Cousins, who had negative one and a half points, who had a zero QBR in the third quarter, and even in garbage time couldn't fucking put anything together. Oh, God, that's terrible. Oh, God. And so, you know, Adam Thielen obviously stumbled there as well. The new fresh pickup in Naeem Hines did nothing. Jimmy Garoppolo left the game, so that was a short week. Jonu Smith. Now that was a great fucking draft pick. And as you've mentioned, that for Duke Johnson, incredible. I would have taken John U. Smith. I had comps on him to be the new Mark Andrews for this year, just like I got Mark Andrews late in the draft. People undervalue these sleeper tight ends, but, 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 I already had Gasicki and Andrews. So what am I going to do? I already got two studs. Um, Jalen Rager, eh, no, he played that whole game, but he didn't go out. The, uh, the Eagles just stank without Jalen Hurts as their starting quarterback. Um, Julio, I mean, Julio, I have him in two leagues as well. And I, this was the most disappointing thing ever. I passed up running backs for him, man. And and this is the season so far. And now he's injured. I mean, that's, uh, that, that really, that, that really stings. Um, and you even have the, the, the Minnesota kicker. Stop doing this to yourself. No more Vikings, Drew. No more Vikings. I don't care what happens. Don't no more. This is, this is too much for one person. Um, could he have won this game? No, I mean, he needed like 70 points. But, I mean, you know, he did leave some points on his bench. Um, yeah, regardless, whatever. Um, all right, next game. Oh, this is big boy only club. Fucking Nick putting up 212.6 to beat Devin's 130.3. This is fucking huge. This is huge. Nick might really be here. I'll talk about... No, I'll talk about it now. We'll talk about it in the standings. Nick... Is 2-0. He's the first, he's in first place in the bullshit division, and he legitimately might be here already. We previous I previously said, I previously said in the mock draft podcast, I said, look, he's he's a year away from being a year away. He's got more than you think. Well, guess what? He might be fucking here. Um Joe Burrow, obviously the story is Aaron Jones. I mean, 42 points, so many touchdowns. I mean, that's fucking awesome. DJ Moore, Terry McCorn, Darren Waller, Calvin Ridley, all over 10 points. And Derrick Henry basically doing not a lot, but, I mean, wait for that to turn up. Ronald Jones getting benched. James Robinson, which he picked up for $3. I mean, the list goes on. Breeze can have a noodle arm. Forget him. Things are looking up. Things are fucking looking up. Congrats. Um, on Devin's side, I mean, a pretty strong game. You know, you score 130. I mean, I scored 130. You don't feel terrible about it. You don't feel great. Turns out, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire not being able to um, punch it in at the goal line might be a problem, especially in a standard league. But Jonathan Taylor is looking promising. And, you know, prior to the draft, that's who I would have taken as the first running back. And then I love the spot with the Colts, but how could you pass up on Clyde with the Chiefs? Good thing Devin got both picks because if he had went Clyde here he might be tilting and thinking about Jonathan Taylor um DK Metcalf had a great game so did Tyler Lockett so let's calm down here Miles Sanders uh, they're trying to get the workload off of Wentz as much as possible my prescription for that would be Jalen Hurts I don't know that's just me and Philip Rivers is washed could he have won this I mean he need like 100 fucking points he need like 70 points no he couldn't have won this I mean he left some points on his bench but not that big of a deal um okay let's go on to our next matchup that's Dave versus Bob. 
earlier Sunday, by Sunday afternoon, right after like the afternoon games, this matchup was projected 150 Bob to 90 Dave. And how did the flip script as it did? Dave ends up scoring 155, beating out Bob's 96. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, you expect that. You expect that. And Kamara without Michael Thomas going nutty. Stefan Diggs. We all left Diggs in the dust. We left him for dead. Big mistake. Jared Goff having a nice, nice game on the comeback. Those were the tickets for Davy Boy there. Um, and he played it almost perfectly. I mean, there was basically no one. There was only like maybe one move he could have made um, in his lineup to get any more points. So, yeah, that was very, very nice. Uh, on Bob's end. I mean, there's just not a lot to talk about. When Saquon goes down in one game and Dalvin is, you know, on the Minnesota Vikings, it's it's not going to be pretty. And A.J. Green is not pretty. Um, and Devontae Adams getting hurt, they're not. They're just not pretty people. That's the problem. They're not pretty people. And Brady is uh, pulling an pulling a ultimate game manager this year. Uh, seems like he needs to upgrade that quarterback room. Something fierce. Uh, do we have one more game left? Do we have one more game left? Ah, let's move on to it. That was Billy getting a nice solid win of 171 over Eric's 155. For Billy, what was it all about? I mean, David Montgomery had a good game. Welcome back, David. We missed you. Tyree Kill had a pretty good game, but it really came down to Matt Ryan. So this worked out for both of them. I mean, you know, David Montgomery is looking good, and Dave could use another running back, and he lost, and he got Cortland Sutton, who's, you know, going to be out all year, so that stinks. But the quarterback matchup, you know, mix Matt for Matt Ryan for Jared Goff. I thought it would be Matt Ryan easily better this year, and Goff obviously more years under his belt, better long term. But I don't know. They've been looking pretty even so far. So that was good for Bill. Um, on on Eric's side, I mean, Nick Chubb with a monster game, but you just wish Kareem Hunt wasn't in that fucking backfield. I mean, it's insane that those two are on the same team together. It, it's it's just absurd. And and Billy played Kareem. I didn't even notice that. Fuck. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Uh, but when you're you know when you're starting Frank Gore as your next running back, I mean, you know, it's just not good. And A Rob, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't actually watched any Bears games, so I don't know. I don't know how Trubisky has won two because uh, nothing to me, nothing I've seen from him would make me confident that he's a good quarterback. Um, but Dak had a great game. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be Eric's in a similar position to where I'm at right now. You're going to win. It's going to be shouldered off the backs of giant, giant men who are known as your quarterbacks. Anyways, let's get into the standings. Let's get into the meat of this where everybody wants to hear. In first place, the current winner of the entire league. He's on the top of the fucking mountain. On the top of the fucking mountain. You want to hear this? He's got a uh, 55-point difference between him and the last guy in the playoffs. That's pretty substantial. It's Nick of the bullshit division, 2-0, with the most points scored in the league. Well-earned, and congratulations. Representing the good team division in the second uh, slot in the rankings is Matt Horvatich. He's got the second most points scored in the league and, you know, looking good. In third, another member of the good team division, that's Dave. He's 1-1. One one. He's got the third most points scored in the league. In fourth is Bill. He's 1-1 uh, one one as well, Four, uh, fourth most points scored in the league. See, we're, 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 it's, pretty, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty normal up here so far. I am in fifth place at 1-1 one one, uh, with the fifth most points scored in the league. Uh, Nate is in sixth place at one and one 
the fifth most points scored in the league. Yes, that is right. Four out of five of those playoff slots belong to the good team division. Last week it was, um, you know, because you got to have one winner. So there's five possible spots we could have. Last week it was five out of five. Um, maybe that trend will will pick up here. And it is so damn tight. It's just really, really tight here. I mean, it's fucking tight. I edged out Nate by two points. Bill edged me out by three and a half. Dave edged him out by 13, and we are all, all at one and one. So things are tight as hell, and they look to only be getting tighter. As for the, the teams out of the playoffs, Bob is in seventh at eight at one and one. He's got the ninth most points scored in the league after the poor performance last week. Drew is in um is in eighth place with the least most points scored in the league because he's one and one, you know, after a uh, a huge week against Eric and then a and then a dud this past week. Um Devin is in ninth place with the seventh most points scored in the league. Some bad luck. I expect him to to, you know, to pick up from that regression. And Eric is in last place at 0 and 2. Sorry, Devin is also at 0 and 2. Uh with the uh Eighth most points scored in the league. Sorry. So, yep, that's right. Three out of the four non-playoff spots belonging to the bullshit division. Not surprised. Anyways, let's just talk briefly, very, very briefly, on what our match of the week is going to be. And, you know, for my vanity's sake, I would love to make it me and Nate again because we are neck and neck for the last playoff spot. We're in the same division. Whoever goes to two and one, we're at the same record, very close in total points scored. And we just made that blockbuster Tannehill trade. And I put a lot of faith into the <laughs> the, the Jags game. I started LaVisca Chenault over some... I had a lot of options, but I thought it was going to be a big game with Chark out. It was not. He was not even on the field for a lot of that, and he's a rook, so that was a that was a big mistake. But um, you know, we'll see how that goes. As much as I'd like to make that the match of the week, I, I mean, there's one better, and that's Eric and Devin. Now this one, we got two guys, both in the bottom of the bullshit division, ninth and tenth place in the league, the last winless teams. One of these guys will come out with a win. And either one of them could bounce into a playoff spot just with that one win. But the other will remain at the bottom at 0-3, the last in the league. So this is a big matchup for them. Um, I think they, they both need this a lot. This is I don't want to say this is a loser leaves town match, but it is, it, it's getting there. Um, well, thanks, ESPN. I wanted to provide a little more info, but you, know, you decided that you were going to put up an ad. It's giving Devin 100% win probability? Well, I guess that's just, I don't know. Maybe that's just when the games aren't live. I don't know what the fuck this means. Um, a- anything interesting here is that, I don't know what the fuck is interesting. Nothing's interesting. Forget it. Okay. Well, that's that. Um, not a great show. We didn't have a lot of bits planned, but, you know, my, my feelings are really hurt by Nate. So drop him a line. Tell him how much he disappoints me and, and how sad he makes me. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to go fold some clothes. Bye-bye. <laughs>